Hello, I am Heidi and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Emiliano, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you. So start out by telling me just like two or three things about yourself. All right, thank you, Heidi, for having me here. Uh, such a beautiful opportunity and thank you so much. Uh, really grateful for that. What can I say about me? Um, I changed my life over at 40, right? Completely in the middle of the pandemic. So I think it was the craziest time to do it, but you know, uh, I just went all in and I'm living the best chapter of my life right now. So I'm super happy and I found my purpose after the challenges. So yeah, I'm aligned. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm good, really happy. Good. Where do you live? Uh, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. I'm an Italian guy. I'm 42. Uh, I moved here 10 years ago. Good. Good. Well, it's great to meet you. So thank you for joining me. So you've got to take me back. You kind of said that earlier that you've changed your life. So take me back. What was the lemon that happened to you? So my story is like that. I'm from the north of Italy, right? very very north it's almost close to the borderland with austria and i was going to the university in verona talking about 2006 and i met this beautiful girl uh, at the uni and then uh, we started dating after three months she started feeling a bit unwell a bit sick and we started going to the to the hospital to have some checkups and that's really strange because they never done a proper checkup like MRI, all these things. They always say, um, just take some pills and go back home. It's okay. It's going to be okay. But she was getting worse and worse. So we didn't trust the local hospitals. And she, she was from the south of Italy, right? So her father drove all the way up to Italy to pick her up and go back down to the local hospital of her village, right? She finally did an, she did an MRI and unfortunately they found she had cancer and it was even quite advanced. So yeah, that was a really shocking uh, news because, you know, I never had anyone close to me with this type of illness. So it was the really, really first time. And actually I just met this girl, it was like three months, right? But I felt I had to stay. I, wa I wanted to stay and I wanted to to go through whatever we had to go through. And so I moved everything. I um, So I stayed with her in the South. We start our life together. Obviously it was very, very challenging. Unfortunately, this cancer, like they gave her two months. Yeah, and she was like 20, 24, right? What kind and of cancer was it? It's a brain cancer. Wow. Yeah, and at the beginning we try not to to tell the truth to her, but some doctors, they were very straight. So she ended up knowing and obviously psychologically, she changed a bit the attitude and everything, but she came back as a fighter. That's why she even graduated at the uni during like, you know, chemotherapy and radiotherapy, all these sort of things. She was like a fighter and she was really like, she was the one that was supporting everyone right because everyone was like panicking and didn't know where to go to pray or holy figures everywhere all this stuff we went a bit crazy and she was the one that was holding everyone 
together. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting up and down situation because um, she, after she did the, the surgery, like the surgery went very well, but after a while the sickness came back and then she got clean again. That's why we got married. We got married, yeah, 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 because she was clean and she looked amazing, very, you know, like, so we thought, okay, she could do it. And the miracle, the miracle happened. Someone gave her a second chance. So we had our beautiful wedding, uh, marriage day uh, with all the people from my family. They, they, they rented a van to drive all the Italy and, and be with me and with her. It was amazing, beautiful day. And then, unfortunately, the, the cancer came back again, came back again. And she did this thing that is called cyber knife. That's basically, instead of doing the physical surgery, they burn like with a laser, they burn the cells. So it's less invasive, right? And it's very, very precise. So thanks to that kind of uh, operation, she could be clean again, right? That's why she celebrated her birthday um, in 2011, December, and she was totally clean. We had a beautiful birthday day, but the truth is her body was so weak that unfortunately she passed away after less than two months. So it was really sudden because we really thought, all right, she could won this battle, this battle, and it was really sudden, yeah. Everyone like, lost a bit of control, especially me, because, you know, like I had to, to stay a bit in the house for a little while. Then I had a lot of triggers by people just looking at me, feeling pity, uh, a lot of material triggers, obviously, with all the things we had together, all this stuff. And especially like my family, I really had to support my family because they really went nuts. They, they lost control. My father, I think he went to depression because of that and could never uh, overcome that. So I was like, I mean, probably gave me the strength to keep going because I had people to look after and to support somehow. But after six months, I understood I really have to go. I can't stay here. Like, I really have to go away from my family, from her family, from the people, from everyone. And so I bought one ticket to the farthest place on earth from Italy, and that was Australia. <laughs> so that's why, that's why I ended up in Australia uh, with no plan, no goals, just, you know, just move far. And, you know, I, at least I don't have to explain everything to everyone every time I talk or every time they look at me. I can kind of hide it or create a character until I need it. And... And let's try to start over, you know? Yeah, so I ended up in Australia as a student, as an English student, because I was too old to get other visas. So the, the easiest way was like coming back, getting in as a student. Uh, so it was good. I was going to school every day and then I was working in the afternoon. And at school, um, I met another person and met another uh, girl. So, you know, like I didn't know anyone in Australia. so. Uh, the dynamic of relationship and things were quite faster than normal because you feel alone, you don't have anyone, and all this, the foreign people, they kind of have the same situation. So you get along quite quicker than normal, right? 
So I met this girl and obviously I needed some love, I needed support, I needed someone so we get closer. Um, but that's the thing, like I thought even I was strong enough to have overcome everything by myself, right? Because I'm a man, I have to man up, I don't have to show emotion, I have a kind of shield and, you know, I'm strong, all these things that I thought yeah, of course, you know, I overcome that. It's okay. And I'm ready to have other relationship or I'm ready to start a new life. But unfortunately, when you have such deep traumatic experiences, so many things happen at unconscious level that you don't realize. So I have so many side effects. And when you have such an experience like that, like you, you create these five negative emotions, right? That they are like anger, sadness, fear, shame, guilt, and hurt. And these emotions, they are responsible for creating and attacking a belief system. That's why you might think I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve love. It is too late to change. You know, we have all, all our stories in our head. And those are consequences of traumatic experience that you might know or you might not know because probably you know you were a kid and you you know uh everything happened at an unconscious level so the only way to realize there's something that needs some attention is when when you realize you have loop when you realize you have pattern of things that keep giving you the same unsupportive result and that's where i start realizing there's something not really right with me because every time i was getting to a relationship, I was sabotaging the relationship because I have the fear of being abandoned again. I had the fear of losing someone, even if it never happened, but in my mind it's like, I don't want to lose anyone. So you know what? I'm going to stop the relationship before it can happen. Right? Right. So I had few relationships. And even if I met beautiful people all the time, I prefer to break the relationship after a while. So I started realizing why this is happening. That, that, that was a good point because at least I realized that I need some help, right? That was the first time I need some help. I'm not bulletproof. I need some help. And so I started going with a traditional kind of support because I didn't know anything else. So I started going to psychology session. And this is my own experience. So I just speak for myself. But it didn't really work with me because every week I was talking about my trauma, my pain. And at the end of the day, I was like reinforcing it. I never felt I moved one centimeter forward. I was always there into the moment. And after a month, I realized I feel worse than before. So nothing against that, but probably it's not what I need, right? But the things like when you give this little hope, to someone else, and you know you are heartbroken, you know probably you don't even trust you can make it, right? Because you have all the self-doubt, the fears. So you give what is left to someone, and then these expectations are not met. Uh, it's, it's another tough um, lesson, because then you can reinforce again yourself, your, your belief that you don't have what it takes, that you would never be happy again, that there's nothing that can help you, you know? And that's why I stayed at rock bottom for other years. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I kind of gave up on looking for help. 
we don't even talk about self-confidence or self-love or anything like i was like zombie i couldn't i couldn't even feel emotions right but I, I i don't believe in coincidence so i met different other people along my broken path and all of them even for a short amount of time they they all helped me to to stand up they all helped me to show me something more that i needed to learn right and now i'm talking about this beautiful girl that just came in my life and it was the beginning of the pandemic here in covid uh, covid time so 2019 that was really interesting because because of the dynamic of covid we had the um, you couldn't go uh, far away more than five kilometers for like for healthy and safety reason right so i started dating this girl and then because of covid restriction she ended up living with me right after two dates right i said all right let's do it uh and it was a beautiful time a really beautiful time and and she said look um i booked a self-development course and it's gonna run for 10 days eight hours a day so can i use the spare room because i have to do it I said, oh yeah of course do your course right and then i had the blessed to assist to the very very last day uh actually sometimes she was like coming out of the room and crying under the shower say oh my god what's going on said, oh, i'm crying because i'm happy all right okay what's going on in this room right uh, and then i had the, the opportunity to assist to the very last moment of the last day of the course where the students were like crying because of happiness and say, thank you, coach, you changed my life. And these people really moved me because they were real. And then I thought, if I want to have a different result, I might do something different. Otherwise, I'm going to end up exactly where I'm heading, right? And even having this girlfriend that was doing that and had this beautiful outcome, it helped me to believe maybe this is what I need, right? So I did exactly the same course. And for me, it was kind of challenging because of my uh, mentality and everything, you know, doing an online course about self-development and talking about unconscious mind and open up with strangers. It wasn't even face-to-face. -face. Everything was a, li a little bit new for me, but I say, look, I have nothing to lose, honestly. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. <laughs> So I did that. This course changed my life. Like, when was the day of the breakthrough? That's when you go into the trauma, but it's different. It's different than going to the psychologist because here there is a technique called timeline therapy. And that's what changed my life in such a ridiculous amount of time. So I could move from grief to gratitude into uh, within one hour. And I was the slowest one in the course. I was the one that at day three wanted to quit because it was too much, right? But then I changed my mind, say, I can't quit now. Otherwise I'm gonna feel worse than before. Let's keep going, right? And so as I played full on, no matter what, I surrendered to the process and everything and the coach and everyone there, it really happened. It really changed my life. And then I realized if I was the one that really tried to sabotage this course because didn't want to let go, didn't want to change. And eventually I changed so much. I think everyone that is ready can, can have the, the same result. All the stories that you tell yourself, 
they have no more reason to stay because you heal the root cause of the problem, right? And the crazy thing that happened to me, uh, obviously on the next day, I quit my job. I quit my job. What I want to do, I want to help people to get their life back because it's possible. I so believe it happened to me. I don't care if I have no money for a while, if I have to launch my business. And this is what I want to do. This is my purpose, right? So I quit my job. And then I went full on because I was even having fun challenging my mind. Every time my mind was telling me, nah, you can't do this, I was doing on the spot, straight away. So I became like a master NLP certified and hypnotherapy and timeline therapy, obviously, which is the core of everything. And so I started like practicing with my friends. I helped all my friends first and then launched the business. And here I am pretty much. That is incredible journey to get yeah, from is. where you were to where you are now. Like, that's so impressive. I can't believe it. I'm so proud of you. Thank that's you so amazing. much. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. So you took the lemon of dealing with the death of your wife. Like that is traumatic. That is one of the hardest things anybody would have to endure. And mm -hmm. you have now overcome that and made it better for everyone who's enduring grief and trauma in the same way. I just yeah. think that's such a gift. Yes, you know, like, because I thought it was impossible, right? And right. it always seems impossible until it's done. So you do it. I so believe in that. Yeah. Uh, but we all walk at our own pace, right? So it took me more than eight years to be open. So that's okay. the only thing is like, if you don't feel you're ready, it's totally fine. But when you feel you're ready, um, look out for some help. You don't have to come to me if you don't want, but look out for some help. There are so many beautiful people out there that can help you, right? You just have to, to want it. It can really, really happen. And I so believe in that. Well, and I like the way you kind of tried different things too. And I think that's a great lesson for people to realize that maybe the traditional way or talking to a therapist or or whatever it works for some people and it doesn't work for some people. And so I love how yeah. you you tried and then you tried other ways and you tried something else. And this course just happened to be the thing that spoke to you and was when you needed it and how you needed it. And so I just want to encourage people try wherever you're at, reach out to get some kind of help from somewhere like a life coach like you or a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, doctors, whatever we need, somebody will fit for you and be able to help you through whatever you're struggling with. Yeah, like nowadays there are so many ways to be helped. What helped me is like, I really felt and believed uh, life can, can be different. Life is not just pain and right. I deserve because I deserve another chance, another chapter because I'm still young. That's why I didn't stop at the first time I tried to go to, a, to the psychologist, for example, right? So for whoever is trying to do something and it didn't work, please don't generalize. Uh, maybe it was just not the right way for you. It wasn't the right time or you didn't engage with the person, but keep looking because it is for yourself. How do you feel about honoring your wife now? The, your wife that has passed 
What do you feel like the way the way you're acting now and what you're doing for other people? How is that honoring her and her life? Uh, I know she's super proud. I know she's. Yeah, I think I embraced some of her strength uh, as well. Yeah, because I don't know where I took this strength from. So she might have given me some. She kind of showed me that she was around and that was that was really like um she's she's here she's supporting me and i'm on the right path and whatever challenge i had to go through it really helped me to be the person i am today and to really found what i'm here for i think that i really need all of that to to be myself to be true and to do what I feel it's my call here. This is what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. There is a way out and you only find it if you keep looking it. Yeah. And there are so many different ways. So uh, keep looking even, even the first one didn't really work for you. There are so many others. And let's say like, if you know that after 20 times you try to find help, just one time will save and change your life. Would you keep going even for 19 times you didn't find it yet? Yeah, don't give up. And no. I, I think it's amazing that this kind of your big transition happened during the pandemic when everybody was having big transitions of their lives and changing things. And you ended up kind of living with a person who was changing her life as well. And that influenced you. And so you just really never know where your help's going to come from. And you would never think during a pandemic you would get the help that you were needing. And so I think that's an amazing miracle that it happened that way too. Yeah. Actually, thanks to this girl, I changed my life. So yeah. it's kind of good reason, you know, she came for a very, very good reason. Yes. And, and that's it. Now, I think our path have to go different ways and everyone has to keep growing in their own way. Right. Uh, and so that's how... The relationship went, but we are still uh, in contact. We are still beautiful friends and we still support each other. She's my best supporter. And this is beautiful. You know, this is beautiful. Well, this has been a delight to meet you and hear your story. I'm sad and I'm happy at the same time. Like you've Mm -hmm. made a beautiful life with the tragedy that you've had to go through. And now you're helping others. And I just am grateful that I know that now. So thank you for teaching me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for, you know, having me here and having the opportunity, not just to explain my story, but, you know, to, I hope to spread some hope because that's what I want to do. Like it is possible. And I so believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely an example of that. So thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're still here. Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. I want to tell you this. So when I met this last girl that I mentioned, right? The one that changed my life. It was our second date. And because of the pandemic and everything, like we were, there were the restrictions in the restaurant. So just few people spread, like four people in the whole restaurant, right? Right. So we went into this restaurant, Mexican restaurant. And I usually don't tell my story, right? Especially if you go on a date. You don't right. want to spoil the environment telling what's happening, you know? 
But for the first time, I felt, I don't know, I have to tell this girl what's happened. I don't care if she's going to walk away over there, but I feel I have to say that. So I explained a little bit my story in the best way possible, not to make it too sad, even if it's kind of difficult not to. Because before coming to Australia, I wanted to go to a medium. Never done this before, never. And obviously I went with all the doubts and I was trying not to say anything to see if this person can really connect and tell me things, right? And I was like blown away. The thing that this medium told me was like, oh my God, like no one else could know that. And one thing was a very, very intense session. Like luckily she recorded because I was such out of the place. Like I didn't even remember what she told me at the end. Right. But I, I remember one thing and, and she said, your wife will show up moving dandelion flower in front of you. You know the dandelion, the one that you blow? Yes. All right. Listen to this. When I when I say exactly these words to this girl during the date, and I say, when I see dandelion flower moving or crossing in front of me, it is because it's a sign that she's around me, all right? Okay. As I said that, from the very far corner of the restaurant, there were no windows. It was indoor. There was no way someone could have done anything to support that. A dandelion flower appeared, and it was like flying and crossing the whole restaurant, and it landed on my hand. Wow. That was like, whoa. I start crying and say, I don't yeah. care about the date anymore. Yeah, but, for sure. But it was like, yeah, it gives me an emotion because, yeah, you couldn't have a clearer sign than no, that. No, she was there. She was there with you. That was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. I totally believe that. I think those are little tender miracles that we get in our life to just where our loved ones can tell us they are still there. They're They're aware of us and they support us in where we're at what we're going through so thank you for sharing that that was beautiful yeah that was wow. like i really needed that yeah you do you know, right? like we were like soulmates yeah. we were very 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 connected and i couldn't believe okay you are in the other world now but uh, give me a sign something yeah. like it's not possible that you just disappear like that and that day like i got all my answer wow. that day was like all right Jesus. i feel you you are yeah. here I think she was blessing that I was meeting that girl. Yeah, I think so too. I think because she knew. That, yeah, yeah, this yeah. girl is right for you for some reason. For this part to help you get yeah. over your grief. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally believe that. That was your sign that that's where you needed to head. I love that. And it doesn't mean you need to marry that girl and be with her forever either. She was the person that needed to be in your life for that time to teach you about that exactly. course. So exactly. I think it's amazing. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.